Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Lift up your right hand to the Lord this morning. Be grateful unto Him. He has preserved our lives. We are in His home, His house. And this is a house of grace and of mercies. For had it not been the mercies of the Lord, we would have been consumed. Therefore, this morning, thank Him for the gift of life. Thank Him who has been faithful to you. Thank thank him who has loved you and preserved your lives. Father, we bless you from our hearts. We say thank you for choosing us this morning to come into your presence, to be blessed of you. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Wow, it's beautiful to see all of you. I've missed you, even though some of you have not missed me. Yeah, it's true. But it's a blessing to be back home. I bring you greetings from Bishop Eddie, who is... The chairman of Macarius Church. And I bring you much love also from the prophet himself, Bishop Doug Edward Mills. Yeah, that's Bishop Eddie. Beautiful. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Bishop says that he wants to come to Gambia. <laughs> so we should pray. <laughs> we should pray. So we are praying and we are believing God that he will be here again. Yeah. Corona should go away. In fact, Corona is gone. We are not afraid anymore. Yeah. We are not afraid anymore. But we are blessed. God is blessing the church in Ghana and we are partakers of that nature of the blessing that is upon the house. So we are also blessed. When I went, I realized that we are also blessed. I'm telling you. And I know we are blessed. Some of you don't believe that you are blessed. I don't know what you are waiting for. I don't know what you want to see. But faith collect those things which be not as though they were. You know, when you are walking with the Lord, don't wait to see before you begin to walk in faith. Yeah. 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 God has blessed us. And our place in him is to be faithful to him. And in due season, everyone here will bear testimony of the goodness and the mercies of God. 
Anything you believe, you will see it in this life. Anything you trust God for, you will experience it in this life. Any prayer you have prayed on this soil, it shall bear fruit. Yes, the Lord has heard you. And he will hear you. And bless you. Hallelujah. Right, be seated. I want to continue from where Reverend Abed landed. (laughs) It's one family, one house. And you see, what we are teaching you is important for your faith. Many of us have worked as Christians, but we are not Christians. Truthfully. We have carried Bibles, eating communion, giving offerings. But look, some of us, the identity and the mark of Christianity cannot be found in your heart. We have the form of godliness. But we have denied the power thereof. The spirit of God should rest upon us. And we should have manifestations of the abiding presence of the Lord. In our individual lives. And much more in the church. You see, the church is not a building. It can never be this building. The church is you. Know you not that your body is the temple of God. So you are the carrier of the presence and the grace of God upon your life. So a lot must go into you and a lot must come out of you as well. Yeah. To whom much is given, much is also expected. If you, if you have been given much and little comes out, it is a problem. Do you get what I'm saying? Are you in the church or you are meditating? You are very quiet. I don't know where you are this morning, but be in the church. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, seven great principles. They are great. Because, you know, a principle is something you can't deny, even if you don't believe it. When we go to school, we learn Archimedes' principle. If you are here, you don't know what it is. It is true. (laughs) The the fact that you don't know what it is doesn't mean it, it is not real. Every subject has principles. And, and economics has, accounting has, law has. There are precepts. There are things on which truths are founded. And your lack of knowledge in them does not make them a lie. And, and that's how life is. When you don't know something, it doesn't mean it is not real. That's when you are explaining, maybe when, you, when, when leaders are explaining reasons why the economy is poor, and things, you see that people who are a bit ignorant will say that they are lying. No, they are, they are true, but it's like the people who are leading, they don't know how to solve their problems. Yeah. In our part of the world, they don't know how to solve their problems. Yeah. You can have a car and know the problem and give it to a mechanic, but the mechanic will spoil the car more. Yeah. That's how sometimes life is. But we have a God who is the author and the finisher. Of everything that concerns our lives. Our faith. And as long as he is with us. He perfects all that concerns our lives. If we will entrust ourselves into him. And by doing that he teaches us. The Bible says so then faith cometh. By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So the things that you are hearing. They are generating faith. And without faith it is impossible to please God. You see, and he that cometh must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
Anybody who believes in God must believe that he is and that he rewards. How come you have worked with the Lord? There is no reward to show. You are doing something wrong. Yeah. You can sit in an exam class and you have been taught. Every question you see that this one they've taught me. This one they've taught me. But when you start answering, you realize that you are limited. Or sometimes you don't even know how to answer. How to start. Because when they taught you, you played with it. Yeah. There are issues that confront us. And sometimes we don't have solutions because we are not prepared. We don't prepare. Life is a continual preparation. You can't say that I have arrived. It is enough. I have, I have reached my limit. No. We have to study God's word. We have to draw closer to the word of God. We have to grow spiritually because we are confronted with things all the time. Yeah. And that is why these things that we are teaching you are important. Don't wish them away because in many of us our nature and our habit and our response to the word of God is that we hear, we are excited, it is powerful, and we kill the power before we go home. That's why what was taught last week, if I ask you today, if I ask you, you are looking at me, it's you. If I ask you today, you will see that you are speaking in tongues. But we are not here to speak in tongues. Because mm. you are not serious. We should be serious with the word of God. The difference between somebody who advances and somebody who retrogresses is that they apply what they know. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you understand it? You are very quiet too. Is it a meditation class or something? Please. Is this service a meditation service or something? You should tell me so I know. Yeah. Beautiful. So we've learned about some great principles. Seven of them so far. Number one is what? Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. You see, some people are not talking. But they've been here since I started teaching that one. They've forgotten the first principle. Exams day. I say, I've written exams that I've failed before. Yeah. And why was it so? Because I was not serious. Yeah. I was not serious. And others passed. Yeah. The same exam so. Yeah, sometimes when you are there, you are not answering that thing. You realize that, Charlie, hey, you begin to see how foolish you have been. Then you wish you were serious. You had studied. But the question is in front of you. You can't get up and go and study. Yeah. It is too late. Yeah. So be serious with what we are teaching you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So the first principle is that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. And the God of peace sanctify you holy. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. Your whole body, soul, and spirit preserve blameless until the coming of Christ. So we have a soul. And we have a spirit and they are all in this body. Yeah. The body there we see, but we don't see the soul. The soul is your mind, your emotions, your feelings. How many of you have feelings for things? Some of you have feelings for things. Sometimes when you see a girl, some feelings can come inside you. Yeah, yeah. Love is an emotional force. Yeah, that's why people become depressed, broken-heartedness. How are ya? I tell you, Charlie, the soul, the soul. Yeah, some of you like to feed the soul. You like music. When you hear some music, then you see it puts you in a certain mood. Man, either it makes you excited or it makes you solemn. You know, depending on the spirit behind 
the thing because your soul has connected to the music. Some of you like watching things, TV, series. It is your soul that likes those things. You like to listen to radio. That's what the soul likes. As for the body, it doesn't like listening to things. The body likes to dress. The polish that you have put on your face, it's because the body wants it. But some of you, when you look in the mirror, you see in the morning, you know that I can't go out like this. It's not good to, it's not good to step out this way, man. I got to touch here. I got to touch here. I got to check this one. I have to tone this one down. I have to enhance this one. I have to highlight this one. Oh, man. Then you look in the mirror. Then you see that, man, I've done good, man. I'm looking jet. Then you step out confidently. You know? Yeah. Women, are you in the church? Hey, that's how you are. As for us, when we take a brush, Sometimes we don't even need a mirror because thing, there's no formula. Yeah. There's no formula, I tell you. Yeah. I tell you. But we are blessed. The body. Then the spirit. The spirit is what likes fellowship, friends. Some of you can be tired, but there is a strong desire to be with somebody and you will go because your spirit man is leading you. The spirit is bonded in fellowship. That's why we have friends. And so, a spirit-led child must love fellowship with God. Yeah. That's who you are now. The old nature is the one that loves to roam. Me to have roamed though. I'm telling you. Roamed. I know places. Not because I went to do evangelism. Yeah. Roam me, roam me, roam me, roam me. I'm not a policeman too. I'm not on duty. I've never been on duty anywhere patrolling the streets. But I know places. I'm not a mayor. I've never been a politician campaigning for votes. But I've been roaming. But today, if I'm moving, I'm going to visit somebody. I'm going to do something for God. Yeah. It's a blessing. So, that's a clear distinction between the spirit, the soul, and the body. That's basic teaching. Then the second one is that Yes, I want you to say, please, those of you who are here, let me give you, give me mic. Let some people help me. We are doing revision. Point number two. Oh, let's go. When I see your face, I'll remember that you were around. Point number two. Yes. Please, don't speak. I'm going to point some people to say it. They've been here since I started preaching this message. Yes, Juanita, point number two. You are checking your notes. It's not bad. At least you have notes. If you have notes, you can read from it. But you don't have notes at all. It's also a sign that you are a bad student. Because some of us go to class and we don't write notes. Teacher has taught you. When they take your notebook, you have, writ- you have written a love letter to uh, uh, Amma. Yeah. When teacher is teaching you mathematics that you don't understand, you are writing love letter. Your notebook that your father has paid and, and, and given you, you have torn the pages. Eh? Yeah. Writing letters. Some of you know yourselves. Yeah, you know yourselves. It's just that you don't want your names to be mentioned. So, point number two was what? Hey, the people are putting their thin apple. All right. It's not bad, it's good. Point number two, the spirit of an unsaved man is desperately wicked and dead. It's dead. 
and desperately wicked. Yeah. Yeah. When you are not saved, you can be wicked. I'm telling you. Yeah. Have you seen people who are wicked before? Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, guard your heart for out of it are the issues of life. Many of the things that we do in the physical, it emanates from the spirit, your being, who you are. Everybody is predisposed to evil thoughts, but we don't execute them because the spirit man is subject to the word of God. It is not subject to the flesh, which is weak. And the soul, as many as are led by the spirit, and not just any spirit, the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, learn to suppress your your feelings. Some people, anything they feel, they do. When they feel like slap, they will slap you right now. When they feel like take something, they will take it right now. Yeah. He that ruleth well his spirit is mightier than he that taketh the city. Yeah. Your ability to control your spirit is, is a sign of strength. Because a lot of foolish thoughts come to us. You can be married, happy. Your wife has not done anything. You see a girl. Oh, then. Oh, single, single. Praise the Lord. Baby, let me take your number, okay? For what? Are you a doctor? Does she have a legal case? Are you a lawyer? Are you a consultant? Yeah. But you see, when you are subject to the things of God, when a certain feeling comes, you, you, you suppress it. Yeah. 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 We don't feel like you are a superman. Some of you are hypocrites. As for me, I have not done this. No. Some of you, 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 when you hear that somebody has done something bad, hey, these people, they are bad. Though. No, you, you have that feeling, but it's like you are, your time hasn't come. Your season hasn't come. Mm. Some of you, you are poor. So when you go and tell a girl, I love you, the girl will look at you like that. The day small money comes, you will see that you are a womanizer. You will see that the people that you have been accusing, they are better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Right. Point number three. Revision. You don't like revision. Then you are not good students. Point number three. The spirit of of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. We have changed. Pastor Moses, I'm telling you. Because God saved us just in time. Yeah. Yeah. He saved us. We have changed. I mean, now I don't I said to myself, you see, I don't know anybody who can entice me. I as like I go somewhere, I see some whiskey on rocks with lime inside it. Man. There is no feeling again for for those things. Yeah. It is there. Some of you are still, as you are here, some of you are sitting around because somebody is breathing in and breathing out. What is coming out is highly inflammable. Right in the church. <laughs> there are people, when you light a uh, fire right now, their mouth will be like gas. You can cook, can boil an uh, egg. I'm telling you, because the, the, the evaporation, it's not easy. We have been saved. And we are righteous. We are choosing to do right. 
Me, I'm afraid of God. And I don't do things to please you because when I die, you will not be the one who will give me appraisal. Or if even you say good things about me at my funeral, it is not a ticket to heaven. My deeds will be before the Lord God. So I am mindful of he that has saved me so that I will live my life right. Yeah. Some of you are not, have not become holy. You do unholy things. You go to unholy places. Yeah. You have unholy friends. Hey, you walk in the councils of the ungodly. Sit in the, you stand in the way of sinners. Then you sit on the seat of the scornful. Be careful. Right. Number four. After you are born again, your spirit is a newborn baby. And it must grow. Babies have to grow. We love babies. But if babies don't grow, it is a medical problem. Every mother whose baby doesn't grow becomes worried. Is that not so? It's true. We like to cuddle babies, tickle them, change their diapers, you know, do all the things. But look, after two years, it got to stop. We are still... Changing diapers, you know, you can't walk, you can't stand, crying every evening. Charlie, you see that you will be troubled as a parent. It will become a prayer topic. You will start seeing pediatricians. Yeah, you wonder what is wrong. It's a natural progression. The body must grow. Now, if the body must grow, the soul must also mature, and the spirit man must also grow. The maturity of the soul comes through the feeding of the word. And the maturity of the spirit comes through fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And those of you who don't have a habit and a nature of loving God, loving church, you are stunted in growth. When somebody has uh, stunted growth, you understand it. Yeah. The guy can be 40 years, but when you see him, you see that, you, as you are sitting now, you can't, he's walking, but you can't see him. He's not a spirit. He's a man. But it's like his growth is stunted. So it's like a babe walking like some two-year-old child. The height. But you can see that the bone is dense. Yeah. Some things have happened. Yeah. A spiritual birth is a perfect birth without defection. So it must grow. But you see, when you are deprived, when you are born, in, in, in many years ago, a girl came to church. I think she was 19 years or so. And she had given birth to, I think, a three-week baby or so. And then she sat in the children's uh, service with the baby and told one of the safe teachers that she wants to use the washroom so they should hold the baby. When she handed over the baby, she left the church. She walked out. So the same teacher was waiting for the mother to come. Mother to come. Mother to come. Mother to come. Mother didn't come. What's the problem? So the time we finished the service, so she came to report that this is what has happened. And they realized that she had gone. So what should they do? Fortunately, we had cameras. So we went to watch the cameras and we saw the lady and we knew who she was. So we called her to come. She didn't come. She, she abandoned the child because at the age of 19, she had, that, that was her third child. Different fathers. 
and she couldn't handle them. And when you see the first two children, they look emaciated, malnourished, you know, some way. And, and it's like, you can't handle two children at the age of 19. Then you have given birth to the third one. So she realized that the only thing she can do is to leave the child in the church. So we had to make, the, make a report at the police. And then we took up the child and sent the child to our orphanage in Ghana. And after about a year or so, when you see the child, oh man, well fed, beautiful. When we see the orphanage picture, she's in one of them. One, one day when I see it, I'll show you. And when you compare her to her mother, you see that God has delivered her. She looks beautiful, nourished. And when you look at her siblings, that she has left. Oh, what a difference you've made in my life. <laughs> You see, it is a sign that what goes into you can give you a certain outlook. You see, many of us, because of the environment under which we grow, we don't, our spiritual growth is stunted. You don't look nice, even physically. Some of you look. If you travel to America right now, you start eating good food. Drinking nice water. You know? That's why people like to travel. You see, even the hustlers, when they come, they look sometimes better. <laughs> You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You look, you look kind of. I mean, there's a difference, though. I mean, look, if they bring babies who have been born in Sweden, eh, here right now, and they bring your own that was born in Fony. Uh, 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 yeah. You see that, Shelley? Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. So what it means is that you must understand that as much as the physical body has a certain outlook based on where you have come from, who is looking after you, it is so with the spirit. You must submit and subject yourself to God. Can you imagine if God is looking after you? Eh? Sometimes Africa, look at our presidents. Look, some of them, when they become president, take a picture of them. The day they are inaugurated and sworn in. Take a picture. After one year, you see that president is looking good. President is looking good, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. You see that, Charlie? The life is different. His eating regiment is different. His rest and other things. The luxury in which he moves around. The care for him. Medical care. I mean, it's different too. So they all look Different. I mean, you, you can't help it. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. So if even a man becomes a leader, a president, and he can, he, you can see physical change. Just imagine if God is looking after your spirit. Some, some of you, you are bitter. You are, you are bitter in spirit. You are bitter. You are unforgiving in spirit. You are wounded. You have not been healed. You are carrying burdens. You have lost hope. You are so burdened. You are, you are younger, but in the spirit, you are older with burdens. Your mother has not loved you. She has never said anything positive to you. So, your spirit and your soul are muscled down. You come from an environment where they don't encourage you to rise up and to even have hope. They don't say positive things to you. And, and sometimes you see around you, you see poverty. You see signs of lack of growth. Nobody goes to school and finish. Nobody has a good job. 
the room that you sleep in, man, when it's hot, you have to sleep outside like a goat. Because you have more, more comfort sleeping outside than sleeping in the room. Yeah. For security. Yeah. So sometimes you are affected. So when you are not careful, when you find yourself in a certain environment, you don't even expect that something good can happen to you. Yeah, your spirit man can be affected. Your inner man can be affected. But Charlie, if it is with God, there must be a change. And we are with God. There must be be visible changes in our lives. Yeah. Coming to church is the best thing that can ever happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that can ever happen to you. Yeah. 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 You have to understand it. Christ did not die in vain just for fame or for glory. No. For his soul loved us and his nature is that he's perfect. There is nothing that can affect him. And by his death and our faith and by us becoming like him, we have obtained that nature which is above the nature that Adam inherited. So we are supposed to be better spiritually. We are supposed to be more sensitive and, and inclined spiritually than it used to be. But is that is that your story? Is that your testimony? How have you grown? Some of you can't even pray on your own. If we leave you in a room to pray one hour, it is sleeping for one hour. But when we give you your phone, we give you data, and we give you uh, Instagram and your other things that you have, one hour is not enough. You can do it three hours. You won't sleep. Yeah. Do it three hours. You won't sleep. So you, you see, a false balance is an abomination. You have grown all right, but you have not grown in the spirit. You have not matured in the spirit. You have not grown with the word. You don't eat. It's the thing you, the thing you live on is what makes you grow. I remember the first day I drank alcohol. It was a bottle. The, the cover of the bottle. They put my friend, my friend, he puts more one in the bottle like that, and he gave it to me. I drank it. Hey! We had entertainment in school. We were going to watch a movie. I didn't understand the movie. I didn't, I couldn't see the movie. Yeah. When we finished and we were going, I couldn't see. I don't know how I even came to my dormitory. But I continued, continued, continued. Now I could drink half of it and still be walking. No staggering. Yeah. Because see, even for bad things, eh? When you continue in it, you mature. Yeah, some of you sisters, you can have sex five times a day. You are walking as if you are coming from a, 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 a beauty therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some brothers here they take drugs. You smoke weed. Even when Bob Marley sees your rap, you you will envy it. He will know that you are a senior. You have you are C major, C major, C major. Yeah, yeah. Because you have continued in the bad things. Yeah, I've grown in it. That is why you see you have to make choices as a Christian and make choices for good things so that you can look better than you used to be. Yeah, you should be happy. Why? Why are you not happy? What is troubling you? Sometimes, you see, what you call a problem is somebody's blessing. 
Somebody would like to have your problem. And they would thank God for that, that thing you call a problem. Yeah, if you don't know. That's how life is. That's how Bible says. We should be content with sad things as we have. <laughs> Contentment doesn't mean there's an absence of problem. But you understand that there's one whose love and care for you goes above what you are going through. Yeah, that's Jesus. Point number five. Okay. Revision is good. After you are born again, number five, you see you are forgotten. Your mind is still the same and must be renewed. This is very true. This is very true. You see, many of you haven't changed. The friends you have, you still have them. The feelings you had, they are still there. That's why you see Christian brothers who are still fornicating. They were fornicating before they became born again. And as they have come to church and given their lives to Christ, they go back. Yeah. 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 You haven't changed. That's why Christians drink. You see that. You, you, you say you have given your life to Christ, but you, you drink. Now you can even drink in a way that is like people will not even see that you have drunk. Yeah. You have matured. Sometimes you have the spirit of fear. You are afraid. Fear torments the mind. And you have been born again. And the fear is there. Some of you can't sleep. You have, not, you have been having bad dreams. It hasn't changed. There is something that you must understand. Change comes through how you renew your mind. And you renew your mind by not conforming to the world. The things and the places that you, 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 you expose yourself to, you must change. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you see sisters who... who Give their lives to Christ. And if they are in a relationship, it's difficult for them to walk out of the relationship. You can't change. Be ye transformed. Be changed by the renewing of your mind. Sometimes it takes a long time for the mind to change. Look at Africa. We called for independence, but we are still not independent. When our leaders want to build school, they go and beg for money. When they want to build even toilets, they beg for money. Yeah, and right. They build hospitals. Everything we want, they go and beg. Yeah. It is the mind. It's like we can't do anything unless we ask our donor partners. Who are your donor partners? Yeah. The colonial masters have now been given another title. Donor partners. Yeah. Hmm? you see people who pray for God to bless them to give them money when they have little money they use it on, on marriages the, the person doesn't have a room that, a room that she has rented he's going to marry and he's thinking of the party the dresses they wear the food, the drinks yeah you do your party like Prince Charles and uh, 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 Princess Diana. <laughs> yeah. A 
woman would look at a dress that is expensive. Meanwhile, that dress, we wear it only once. And after that, if we are going out and you wear it, brother and sister, we will be afraid. Because that dress is not for sports. It's not for normal walking. I mean, so, yeah. Be, be simple. When you say be simple, you don't want me to be happy, eh? The mind. As the person has come with 20 bridesmaids and 20 groomsmen. When they finish, they, they are going to fight. Because money is not there. You are in a room. Mosquitoes are chewing you. Yeah. Yeah. Mosquitoes. You are sweat. You can't even enjoy sex because you are, it's like you are in some oven. The room is too hot. The body is boiling already. High temperature. I'm telling you. You can easily go into shock if you continue. Uh-huh. Renew your mind. Yeah. Learn. Number six, please, it's revision. I want to finish and go to what I'm saying. I want to say today. Number six, after you are born again, your body is still the same and you must keep it under control. Charlie, this body, as long as it is living with us, it will remain the same. Do you understand? The feelings that you had when you were not born again, they are still there. The cravings that you had, they are still there. Yeah. The last of the body. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand take heed. Lest he fall. That's why you see Christians who, who are pregnant. It's, it's just that men don't get pregnant. Like many of us will be pregnant than all the women. I'm telling you. I don't know why God did that. Like the men will be pregnant. Every week you see a man who is pregnant. <laughs> The, the men are strikers and you are goalkeepers. You have collected all the goals. <laughs> yeah, you haven't changed. Yeah. It was sometimes some of the brothers, when they come to church and they see somebody singing in the choir, they see the girl. The first thing that comes to their mind, let me take it. Let me take, let me take, let me take a number. Oh, you look good. I like the way you sing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And they are singing and they are moving. They are moving. You are not hearing the song go. Eh? Oh. Jesus loves me. Oh, yeah. Hey. You, you are not hearing Jesus. You are checking the movement. To whom, to, to whom, for, to whom does it belong to? Hey. This body can disgrace you. Yeah. Sisters. Many of you, if you, you see, some people became pregnant after becoming born again. And being in church. Ah, when they were in the world, they didn't become pregnant. And when they have been born again, that's when they became pregnant. What is the meaning? It means that you couldn't put down this body. When you meet a man who wants to marry you, they say, Charlie, wait. Hey, pastor. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. So you want the easy way out. That's why we are working this way. Yeah. Yeah. The body can disgrace you. So you need to be careful. Then number seven. 
Wow. That was the last one, eh? After you are born again, your mind is open to all kinds of thoughts. So learn to think about the right things. Whatsoever things are pure. Not what what not whatsoever things are impure. Whatsoever things are true. Not things that are lies. Some of you, when, when a, 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 an idiot comes in front of you and tells you, I love you, baby, you believe it. I love you. The guy himself, he doesn't love himself. But he's giving you love. He doesn't have a vision. He doesn't have a job. What do you want to do? Yeah. What, what do you want to do? What has he done for himself? How is he preparing for life? He doesn't love himself. All he has is blood in his body and erections. So the mind, the brain, the blood has rushed out. So he can't think well. Only lies. I love you, baby. When he has more money, he will, he will give all to you, buy gifts for you. When you see the gifts, no. Oh, man. You are sweet. Thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. He's coming. Yeah. Babe is coming. I tell you. He's ready for you. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. Me, I've been a man before. Look, a man can give you all he has and walk a long distance. Old. And as he's walking, he said to you, the day I get you, the day I get you, and the day he gets you, you will see. Yeah. <laughs> you will see. Yeah. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Nice. You see, fellowship in God is a beautiful thing. Some of you have bad relationship. You are in a relationship with somebody who doesn't regard you. Treats you like some garbage. Doesn't give you proper counsel. Sometimes you, some of you have friends that are dangerous. And, and, and you can see that the person doesn't give good advice. That it's difficult for you to walk away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatsoever things are of good reports. Good report. Yeah. Every, uh, you, every bad thing about everybody, you know it. Including your own. And you have kept yours. Yeah. Let your mind work well. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? All right. I want to Briefly, for the next 20 minutes. We have 20 minutes left. Talk about an important principle. You see, we've done seven great principles. And we are going into more principles. Yeah. Yeah. This one is the principle for a great change. For a great change. How many of us want a change in our lives? Some of you don't want it. Ah. Is it something you pray for? You see, when you don't pray for something and it is and, 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 and it is even closer to you, you may not even appreciate it. 
a guy went to church one day and the pastor was prophesying. He called him and said, I see God giving you a car. The guy didn't receive it. He was disturbed. He went to sit down quietly. It's not a car that he owns. He has not been praying for a car. So after he went to tell the pastor, pastor, to change the prophecy. It's not a car that I want. Where I live and where I'm coming from, a car will be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. He's praying for a job. Because Charlie, he has one wife, two children, no job. The wife is trying to sell small, small, and it's not easy. Sometimes he, he sleeps hungry. He can eat Gary with water. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Life is not easy. Then God is giving him a car. He's not looking for a car. Listen, so when you come to church and, 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 and maybe we talk about something that you are not interested in, you see that you don't connect to it. You don't connect to it. And, and some of you, sometimes your mind is not that you want to change your life. You, you are happy. You want a blessing in your life. The way things are in your life, all you want is money. And you see, when that money comes, what will happen is that it will influence and fan your foolishness. But you don't understand that it's not the money you need. And some of you even want a job. But it's not the job you need because the day you get the job, all the girls in your area will suffer. And some of you, the day you start earning money, you see, you, you, you won't respect your mother again. You won't respect your father again. And now I'm working. Now I'm working. I, I live on my, I, I'm mature enough. I make my own money. Yeah. So you see that what you needed was not the money. Yeah. And you won't pray. Many of us don't pray. For, you see, we don't analyze our lives well. And we don't come to a point where we realize that, Charlie, there is something about us that must change. Which is more important than any material thing. When I finished school and I got a job, I, when, you see, I was, I was living in my father's house, not paying rent, not paying water, not paying uh, electricity, not paying anything, just collecting my salary and chopping it with friends and feeling that, Charlie, that's all. Because it's boys, boys. Every evening, boys, boys. Every evening, boys, boys. We sit down. If you don't have money today, today this guy will buy all the drinks, buy all the suya, all the kebab, all the afra. You will eat and go home happily. So you to when it is your turn. This Monday was yeah. Uh, tomorrow is your own. It's like rotation. And every evening, that's how we spend our monies. And when we meet, we are discussing business, how to make more money. And when you make them more money, what do you do? It come, it it makes it it makes it. That's why my friends that I left in the world, they had money and they bought a house, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and they converted into a club. I mean, a private club in airport residential area. Yeah. They, they contributed and bought a house and made it a private club. Exclusive. Yeah. You, you see, you are shocked. Yeah. Yeah. If I had not changed, I would have contributed. <laughs> yeah. I would have been a, a shareholder of a club. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You see, but I sat down and I said, no, this thing, eh, it's not taking me anywhere. And many of them, their wives have left them. 
I mean, responsible people who, who have gone to school, who come from rich homes, who have been educated, who have good jobs, who make money. They can't be family men. Because that lifestyle, we don't use it for marriage. Every evening, you are in a, 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 a sport. Drinking, smoking, chatting about politics, about business, about women, about everything. So it's a fraternity. And it's bondage. And you don't progress. Do you understand? You don't, you don't add anything to life. You just are a consumer. It's like you, anything you have, you use it wastefully. Buy cars, do parties, I mean, travel, chill, all kinds of things. You see, if that's how we are, I'm telling you, there's something wrong with humanity. Yeah. So, sometimes people are in a certain condition of their lives and there is no desire for change. So, see, when you don't know that you have to change, when somebody is talking about change, you you ask, is is everything all right? What's up with you? Because you feel cool. You feel that I'm okay. And you are only looking for an opportunity to fuel your passions and your lust. When you have, that's why I see, I mean, when I heard that they were going to buy that house, hey, I said, Charlie, is that where they have got into? But I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. Because they didn't have any, you see, there is no, I was in that circle. And I used to sit there and say, sometimes when I'm going home, after we have finished, when I'm going, I'll be insulting myself. I'm telling you, I say, hey, what kind of foolishness is this? Eh? What kind of, this life, one has to stop. When I continue like this, where will it end? Where will it end? You, you insult yourself. It's sometimes, you see, some of you, you have foolish passions. You have friends who are not going anywhere. You are doing all the bad things and you think that life. But there is no desire. You don't ask questions. You don't insult yourselves. Me, I used to insult myself, I tell you. Yeah. Sometimes when my father sits me down and tells me, look, change, do this. When you finish, come. Is, is he, as he's talking, then you are boiling inside. You are bored. It's because of a certain respect. You won't say that you should shut up. But when he finishes, everything he says is useless because you don't, you don't apply it. You reject the counsel. Sometimes I, I, I sleep. I say, no, this thing I will stop. But when I wake up, Charlie, why are you there? And they come. <laughs> then you go back again. Yeah, it's, That's when I realize that it is bondage. One day something occurred to me. I said, look, if I continue in this lifestyle, I may die. Because the alcohol is too much. The, drink, the, the smoking is too much. The chewing of meat with pepper. <laughs> you, you won't eat proper food though. It's like a habit. Then you feel that, Charlie, you are living. One of my friends, he died at the age of 43. Yeah. His father left him eight houses. His father left him eight houses. The money that he was collecting a month, I'm telling you, he stopped working. He died. Liver cirrhosis. Alcohol had killed him. I mean, they told him to stop. He couldn't stop. Yeah. People are addicted. One guy, he's gone off. The mother had to take him to U.S. to, to, to find the shape and put him in a facility in U.S. Yeah, for rehabilitation. I don't know what has happened to him. So, sometimes when you don't have the desire, you don't look at your life and say, I have to change. Some of you, you, are, you, you like sex. You are a young lady. All you know is a man must give you money. So, your body, 
you, you offer your body for pleasure. And, and you don't pray. There is no desire that I should change. It's like the only ticket and door to your blessing is a man. A useless man who can see you as an object and sleep with you and give you money. That's a prostitute. You are not happy. You don't feel that you should change. Yeah. Some of you have friends that you roam around. You have been roaming for five years, sitting idly with them. They don't, you have not progressed, even a job. Sometimes the kind of friends you have, it's difficult to even get a job and be serious. When you get a job, it's as if you are wasting your time. It's as if somebody is cheating you. You, you are working, they are giving you $3,000. What is $3,000? Oh boy, Chale. I mean, I won't work for somebody to be insulting me and, 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 and throwing me around because of $3,000. Brother, that's how life starts. Sometimes there are people who have made a lot of money. They started working and were getting nothing. And they were working. When your heart is not desirous of change, you don't ask questions. Some of you are not angry with your situation. Look at yourself. For many years, nothing has come out of you. You don't like school. When somebody talks about school, it's like the person is a demon. You can't, you can't. There is nothing that, you see, sit down. Ask yourself, in five years, what should my life be like? At least, if I don't have even money, I should have some discipline to live long, to be healthy, to be strong. When you see some of my friends, you see, you, you think that I'm working with my uncles. They have aged, I'm telling you, because I'm not a young man. If I had been following them, but now you see that I look grudgy. I mean, you may have money, but you look worn out. You look drained. You look tired. Life has beaten you. I mean, Charlie, issues. And sometimes they go through bouts of depression and they hide it in alcohol, in girls. Sometimes a guy will chase you, a chase you, he's depressed. He, and he thinks that when he gets you, you will fill a certain void. And when he gets you, that void is not filled. Then he discards you. You, you understand it. You are broken hearted. But you, you should thank God that that guy has walked out of your life. A great change must be desired by Christians. It was my desire for that change that made me go to church and take up God. I walked into the church September 1998. Yeah. And that was the end. I never looked back. I never looked back. What is your story? What is your story? What is your story? Do you remember Paul in the Bible? Do you remember Paul? What do you remember about Paul? Before he be, uh, Saul before he became Paul. Look at Galatians chapter 1 verse 20. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God, I lie not. This is the guy speaking. Afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria 
and Cilicia and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preached the faith which once he destroyed. He had a reputation. And his reputation was that he didn't like Christians. He didn't like people who were preaching about Christ. And he was not one of them. He was, one, he was an enemy. A terror. And when they hear his name, they run away. To the extent that many of them had left Jerusalem and Bethlehem and Judea and had gone into Syria, Damascus and other places. And he was going after them. Yeah. Yeah. But he says that when his time he separated himself from that thing and he now looked for Peter and the disciples who were preaching the gospel to become friends with. What had happened to him? A great change. And the first step you can see is that the guy, he began to move with people who are Christians. You, your friends, Musa is still there. Bojan is still there. As you are here, he's sending you messages. Yeah. He is waiting for you. He has told you four o'clock, we are going to the beach. You don't see what glory there is in Christ. You will never sit and imagine that you have to change your life and give yourself to him. I used to sit down and ask questions. So, if I become a Christian, these my friends, they have not done anything to me. I love them. I enjoy the company. But there was also a voice that told me that if you continue with them, you will die. It was so strong. And that a certain fear, and the fear drove me to choose God. And when I chose God, it was so drastic. My friends used to call me, Charlie, what's up? Ah, they go to church. Hey, no, you go come back, leave them. Because I remember some years back, I, I said, Charlie, I've stopped. I stayed at home for three months. I was not going with them again. I was going through uh, uh, resuscitation. <laughs> yeah. Rehabilitation. Self-imposed exile. Three months old. In the name of willpower. But Charlie, I couldn't handle it. I don't know when I resumed. But when I resumed, <laughs> I realized that it was worse than even before because I always used to sit with them. I always used to sit with them and drink, chat, have the fun. But when I resumed, I start in the morning. I had a friend who had a pub in the area. I go to him because my work was marketing. I was marketing products, so I move around during the day. So I was, I'm not fixed into an office. So I'm fluid. And I was abusing the fluidity. Yeah. I sit down, then I start tricking, 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 small, 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 small. That's when I realized that I could drink one castle bridge, half, three quarters by evening and when when i meet my friends i've already i'm charged then we continue then i'm i mean as if yeah nothing has happened to the guy so you see i realize that no i'm destroying myself faster 
It's sometimes you can when you are, when you are doing bad things, especially guys who drink. Sometimes when you drink more than your friends, you feel powerful. It's, you see, it's a sign of stupidity. So everybody is getting high. You can high more, or you are having sex. As for you, can sleep with five boys, and and you'll be walking like you are just coming from a hairdressing salon. That, that's the deception of the enemy. It, it, it's like you, you are doing something wrong, but your mind tells you that that thing that you are doing is making you powerful. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's where you are descending into distraction. That's when you have to see that an evil has gotten hold of you and it is intending to destroy you faster than you can imagine. Yeah. But because I was desirous of change, Charlie. I went to church and I humbled myself. Yeah. And the friends that became my friends in the church, they were all younger than me. Yeah. My friends that I used to hang out with, some of, in fact, one of him, his, his, his younger brother was the one who used to invite me to church and I was not going. I, I used to wonder, this guy, why he won't take me to church? You small boy. Your, bro, your big bro self, we didn't hang out with them. He has not talked about church. Then you, this small boy, eh? when we are playing, we used to play football in the area. When we are playing, he can't play because senior brothers are playing. Maybe when somebody is not around, that's when he will get selection to play small. Hey, 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 small boy. But then, I don't know why the guy, of all the people, he, he, he just, Charlie, I won't take you go to church. Who take me go with church? This guy, I used to insult him. This guy is so serious. What does he think? What does he think? Right. That's a respect, bro. That's a respect. But you see, quietly, quietly, I was crying. Oh. I, I knew that I had to change. I knew that I had to humble myself and be serious. Because train up a child the way he should grow. And when he's grown, he will not depart from it. There was a seed of the word of God in me. And I knew that my place was in Christ. But I was walking boldly, feeling that, Charlie, this kind of life will be some way. Christians are some way. We are some way. Hey, when I gave my life to Christ and I joined the church, hey, the someoneness became my way of life. I chose friends. You see, one day, one guy, I was, I was in my car with my church friends, younger boys, and they were all in the area, younger boys. So one day, some guy said, But you, why? And they move around with these small, 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 small boys. <laughs> in the name of church, I mean, everything be all right. Everything was alright. My life was on course. There was a great change in my life. Oh, and it was not just words. It was in my heart. I had committed. I stood in the church. The first day I entered, I said, I won't leave this church. And I used to pray. The, I, I didn't know who gave me the prayer topic. The only prayer topic that I used to pray consistently was, Lord, help me to be faithful. Help me. Because I'm tired of going to church and running. Going to church and stopping. Going to church and going. And these boys, these boys, these friends. Hey, when I look at them, Charlie, there's no future. They're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter. And many of them, some of them have prospered. Some of them are deputy ministers. Some of them have risen up. But Charlie, you see that the emptiness and the foolishness has increased. The greed. Hey, you see, if the things that they do, their wives are suffering. I'm telling you. Yeah, because they haven't changed. And they have advanced in good things. And you see, don't be deceived though. 
God, and because he's a good God, he causes rain to fall on both the good and the wicked. So sometimes you see that people don't believe in God. They have prospered. They have increased. But the difference is that they give back nothing to God. They take advantage of people. They take advantage of things. They are greedy to their core. You see somebody who, who, who works. Hey, you work for three years in a government. Then you can buy properties like five million dollars. You are a thief. A thief. That's who you are. Which work? Which work? Go and follow the billionaires. How they made their money and how they even spent. Going around buying houses that you can't even stay in. Buy for girlfriends. Then your wife is there. Who has suffered and labored with you. Because you have not changed. You, you are an evil person. Yeah. That's why we should change you. Because some of you who are here, if you don't change well in the church, the day you are blessed, eh, your wife that you are sitting here in the church with, you will suffer. And you sisters, you should be strong in prayer. Change and push the men to come to church. We had a lady who met her brother. I said, you, the, your, your father is rich. And the vision that your father has, you need somebody who is humble and God-fearing to you in your life. Don't go and bring those boys. I know them. They will chop their money and, and, and they will be having side chicks behind you. Telling you, let him come to church. The boy goes to Methodist. I said, No, if you want to, if he wants to marry you, tell him he should come here. He should be serious. I force the guy to come to church. When he comes, I will chat with him. He is always in a hurry. Some people, when they close their church, before even we close, they have evaporated. Because that thing is not in you. I used to be like that. Sometimes when I'm sitting in the church, I'm waiting. Pastor, ah, but you are supposed to preach for 30 minutes. So, uh, uh, 30 minutes has passed. So, brothers are waiting somewhere. Yeah. So, immediately you feel the service, you see that the brother is going out. Sometimes, sometimes even before finishing, hey, Charlie, it's enough, it's enough, it's enough. This brother came to church. I said, sit down. Be in the church. One day he came to church. He didn't know what happened. I also didn't know what happened. I told him today I'm going to lead prayer. Hey! He thought I was joking. But I was I gave him the mic. Say, go and lead the prayer. Sunday. When he came, let us pray. Then he, he was holding the microphone. I will never forget. This is how he was doing. Let us pray. Pray, 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 pray. Let us pray, 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 pray. He couldn't look at anybody's face. Pray, 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 pray. Let us pray, 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 pray. He walked up and up and up. We were praying. Yeah, we were praying. They said, pray, you pray. You should pray. Today he's a pastor, he's a reverend sitting in front. In the church, a man with only one wife. I'm telling you. And he used to give his testimony. He said, Charlie, he can see that he has changed. Yeah. We should change your brothers. This is sometimes it is the lack of change that makes a woman unhappy. You have no you you, you, are, you, you see, you don't have anything. The only thing you can give your wife is love. And attention, then you are you are sharing it. 
You are sharing it. You, you can't keep it in the house. <laughs> huh? Then you see that you see that you are also not happy in the house because Charlie, laugh begets laugh. You don't show laugh. You don't show care. And you can't come into the house and feel like a lord and a master. You are like the house boy at the gate. Yeah. Your reverence is not by name. It's by deed. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't changed. You have been chasing girls. Sir. You can't just see that. You have to stop. And you marry and you haven't stopped. Now you have a little money. Oh. When you are driving. When you are driving and you are chilling in your air condition. You are turning on. Then you see the sister. Wow. Babes, where are you going? Oh, I'm going towards traffic light. And you are going to Banju. Oh, let me drop you off. <laughs> yeah. Then you start talking. Start changing text uh, and numbers. Then you are chatting with her more than your wife. You have to change. We have to change. Many of us, we call ourselves Christians that we haven't changed. Though. When they put an unbeliever here and they put you there, there is no difference. The only difference is that today you are sitting here this morning. He is sleeping in his bed. By evening, equilibrium, you are at par. Yeah. Hey, I like coming to church. I like hearing the word of God. There is a great change since I met God. I tell you. Principle number one under great change. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you grow up spiritually. We're talking about real change. You don't want to grow. A brother. You have never bought a Bible. You buy phones and dash it to girls. When you are going to marry, which family requires a phone for a, a, a girl? Is it in the bride price? Because it's a useless thing. Even house, they don't ask it. Car, they don't ask. I don't know. Please, if you are here and you are going to marry and they say bring a car, sister, uh, brother, come. Let's find somebody else for you. They will ask you for a Bible. They will ask you for the ring. They will ask you for clothing and those things. Because you see, that's the simplicity of life. It's like the valuable things that you must have is what you must give. And when you are giving the Bible, it is, you only give what you have. It means you have the word. It is not a symbolic thing that you have bought. Some of you have never read the Bible. You are giving it. <laughs> White Bible. <laughs> yeah. You have never... You, you, you have, that is why we give, we, give, we give the Bible because the man who, is, who, is, who represents God, do you understand? He must pass on the word. So it means that everything that is in the Bible that makes a man a good husband, I have it. That's why I'm giving it. But many of us, it is a symbolic thing. As you are giving the Bible, you have not read one before. And the only time you bought a Bible was that Bible that you are giving to the girl. Are you not? I, I mean, can you imagine? You have never bought a car in your life. Then you take money. Then you go and buy a car. And it's your girl's birthday. They say, baby, uh, take this as your gift. You are an idiot. You have never traveled before. Aeroplane. You have not seen one. Unless the one at the museum. Then, 
your girl's birthday, you go and buy a ticket, go to Dubai, baby. Hey, you, something is wrong with you. So, so the day you are given the Bible that you don't read, that you don't live by, something is wrong with you. Something is not right. You are a hypocrite. You are not truthful. See, that's why many of you, when they give you the Bible, you think that's all. Sister, as you are working with the person, you too, you don't see the spirituality in the person. You don't see how the person values God and humbles himself. A man who doesn't humble himself is a dangerous man. Because all of us, eh, Charlie, if God had not changed us, it wouldn't have been easy for my wife. When you see the short one you like, when you see the slim one you like, when you see the red one you like, when you see the black one you like, hey, you must sample the delights. Dark chocolates, cream chocolate, all the chocolates. <laughs> yeah. A great change. You say you love God. Brother. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. Eh, I've over shot my time. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it. Neither were ye now able. Verse 3. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? That's the way of a man. You are too competitive. You have issues. You are contentious. You, you discriminate. You are not pure. You know, you have an evil eye. It's like there, there are things that shouldn't be in a child of God. And, and sometimes there are some people, you see, you can't, you can't speak to them in a certain way. When, when you say the real things about life, they become offended. And I, I'm looking at myself. When I was young and I started working and I started having money and my father was advising me how to uh, save money, how to do this, how to do this. Hey. Then as he's talking, I'm angry. I'm telling you. And I remember at a point he left me. He stopped talking. You see, it was one of the reasons why I said, no, this thing is not good. Because, I mean, I, I stopped doing anything that I do. My father is the one who taught me how to iron how to polish shoes, how to wash, how to a man, how to keep yourself, even a man, my father, soldier, train you well, 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 well. When to wake up, when you wake up, what you do? And my mother will also be teaching us, wash bowls. When you eat, don't go and just leave it in the, in the sink like you have some house help. Charlie, do it. You're a man, so what? Girls should do it. Sometimes you hear, a man shouldn't go to the kitchen. Then a man should eat. I don't know which scripture they quote that thing from. A man shouldn't go to the kitchen. It's like when, when some of you you have a culture. It's like when the man does something, it's like you the girl, you are useless, or the man is a fool. Hey, huh? The man shouldn't go to the kitchen. Please, where is it written? Those who Go, go, go to Europe. 
Go and marry and say that you won't go to the kitchen. Your kitchen and the hall, they are the same place. <laughs> yeah. A man cannot go to my... I can buy tomatoes. My mother used to give me a list. Sometimes when we go for vacation classes and we are, we are going with friends, I have a list in my pocket. Market. I won't tell anybody. So, so when we close, Charlie, where they go? Then I won't pass somewhere. Then I go to the market. Then the list. Buy this one. They give you the money. This one. This one. This one. Then you buy all. Put it around. Then you come, Charlie. By the time mommy comes, you have bought the things. Yeah. We learned it. It doesn't, it doesn't devalue you. It doesn't demean you. Do you understand? It makes you a better person. Don't want to learn. As I grew, then I began to reject and behave as if I've never learned anything. My father used to advise me. I, 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 I mean, I, I realized my mother sometimes when I come home late, I can't even remember how the day has gone because of the state in which I am. Then she would come to my room and she was talking. As she's talking, I'm quiet. I won't argue. It's like I'm not hearing, Charlie. I'm tired. I just want to sleep. Yeah, and when I wake up, it is as if I heard nothing because I don't remember. Then I noticed that they stopped talking. So I remember one 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 Saturday, my father was going out somewhere and he 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 took his things to iron. And I got up and I said I want to iron. He said no, he would do it himself. So when I went to my room, I cried. I said, "Hey, this is where it has got into. I have to change." It's like you have gotten to a point where your father cannot ask you to do anything. You see, don't be comfortable. When you can't be corrected and you are left to do and, and, and make mistakes, I'm telling you. It was one of the things that drove me to realize that, Charlie, I have to change. And my relationship with my father must be renewed. Some of you, God doesn't matter to you. A man who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, all you want is to marry and give birth. You see, the man was made for God and the woman was made for the man. And if you don't love God, you can't handle a woman well. The Bible says, dwell with them according to knowledge. And that knowledge, eh, it means that you must know things. You must know things, but you know nothing. Because you have not been taught. You don't allow yourself to teach. When you have a fellowship of guys, my friends, they used to sit down. Then, you see, they, they look down upon women. You, a woman there. I mean, don't allow woman, don't this, all this kind of defensive mechanisms because some of them have inherited those traits from their fathers. Who marry and it's like, Charlie, they have different girls. Then they, it's last day the man has died. There's, there's war in the family over property. Yeah. Don't trust a woman. Fear a woman and, uh, and live. I don't know which scripture uh, they, they quote. Even Adam who backslid, he didn't fear Eve. Adam who backslid, he lived with Eve till they died. Yeah. If God is with us, should be much more. People who can be corrected. Men who are spiritually mature and women who are spiritually mature. You, 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 you see, when you come to Christ, they tell you, read your Bible, pray every day. It's like the basic things. Look, you see, when you don't obey little things, at a point, the things that matter cannot be added to you. Because you even understand it. Yeah. 
That's why some people, because of the way they grew up, there's no father or no mother who had ever even told one, one girl who had talking about hygiene and things. Then, then we said, look, as a lady, eh, brush your teeth in the evening before you sleep. She was shocked. Eh? Beautiful girl. Because she said, nobody has told her that thing before. Hey, me, when I was going up, your teeth. Have you brushed in the morning? When you wake up first, then go and brush your teeth. When you are going to sleep, have you brushed? They will make sure you brush. Bathing, bath in the morning, bath in the evening. Yeah. It's like little, little, little things. Says, when you have not grown well and the basic things have not been taught you, now when somebody meets you and, and it's like at this stage, who should tell you to bath? So it's like that's how a carnal person is. When you don't apply the things that have been taught you from the foundation, when you are maturing, the things that are meaty and weightier, you can't handle them. Because that's discipline. You have not been able to even submit to the basic things that, that is like govern you, keep you. You don't pray. You don't read your Bible. You don't, you don't, you don't worship God. You don't, you don't give. You don't, I mean, so when we talk about serving God, it's like, hey, I'm, it's like, I'm not a pastor. I don't want to be a pastor. <laughs> serving God doesn't mean you should be a pastor. Abraham was not a pastor. God called him a prophet. Yeah. It is God who called him a prophet. Even Abel is referred to as a prophet. Daniel was not, David was a, 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 not a priest or a prophet. But he's among the people that God used. Because he had a heart. He inclined his ear to hearing the law and to obeying them. But where is your standard? Where is your standard? Charlie, time is up. We have to end. Principle number two. Last one, then we go home. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you renew your mind with the word of God. It's almost like repeating the previous ones. The things God expects from us, they are supposed to lift us up. For my commandments are not grievous. The things that we are instructed to do, they, they are not things that hurt us. It's when you tell a child, brush your teeth, you are not, you are not causing harm, but you see the child, it's, it's, it's foolishness. Sometimes when you tell them to go and bath, I remember one morning, my, my, my younger son, Woke up early. We're going to was going to school sometimes. I was going to bath him. Say, Daddy, should we bath every morning? I said, Yes. <laughs> but yesterday night I bath. So why am I bathing this morning? Yeah, that's how it is. I have to bath every morning. <laughs> you like don't bath and see. Yeah. <laughs> you bath and sleep. I didn't go anywhere. I said, he's asking questions. I didn't go anywhere. I'm not dirty. <laughs> why should I bath this morning? <laughs> yeah, it's good for you. If I don't start this way. You grow up. You see that hey, two days you have not bathed. When you pass. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. The renewal of the mind is important for us. Because we don't understand many things. Yeah. 
This is the love of God that will keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. That's it. God loves us. Anything that we do, it doesn't hurt us. All the things that I learned at home, it does not help. Up to today, I don't like anybody to iron for me. I iron better. Yeah, I iron my things. When I went to Ghana, I was with my sister. She has some house help boy. The guy washed my things. I went out. When I came here, I ironed it. When I looked at it, I said, my God, who told you to iron for me? He had given me three lines. I mean, but he has ironed though, and he, he has hung them. I said, oh. Because I've learned to do it and I do it well. It doesn't take anything away from me. I can do laundry. I used to, I learned how to wash with my hands. Sometimes my mother will put that. We, we, our own things. So, my brother, I was older. So, the younger ones, they'll put all that things. And as I'm washing, I'll be talking and murmuring. And I mean, I mean, when do people go and wash and they make themselves dirty? They am washing it. Charlie? But it helped me. I learned how to buy things and keep them for a long time. I have white shirts. I've worn them eight years. You won't even see. I can keep it. So that I don't spend a lot of money on clothing. Yeah. That's wisdom. Yeah. I learned how to eat at home. I like home. I didn't learn to sleep. I have to, you will come home. My father, you can't go and sleep anywhere. Some of you, when you go out, your, your parents don't care. You can sleep anywhere. Mommy, I am here. Okay, see you tomorrow. Meanwhile, you are not there. You are somewhere else. I never grew up sleeping in cousins' homes and you sleep in your father's house. So even when I was a bad boy, after everything, I go back home. <laughs> yeah. And as I've changed, I like home. That's why I won't come to your house. Yeah. Some of you are, are given to roaming, so you can't sit, you can't enjoy your home. Many brothers are like that. They can't sit at home. So when they are in the house with you, sister, they feel that it's a problem. As if you are, you are, you are, you are taking something away. They have to go out. And you go out, you go and meet friends. People you shouldn't even meet. You go to girls, you go to boys. You expose yourself too much. It leads to sin. Automatically, that's what it is. That's why you can't even stay in a church. Today, some of you, look, if, hey, come and take a picture. Next week, I will put the pictures here. You will see that many of the people that we have taken pictures, they didn't come, but they are in the town. Hey, everybody's face should come. I, I don't like your picture. No. Uh-huh. Change your focus. Drop it a little. Capture as many faces as possible. Please look in the camera. Uh, don't look outside. Uh-huh. Yes. That's good. But why have you not been taking the pictures this way? Uh-huh. Nice. Everybody smile. Yes. Go and stand here. Take from the angle. Capture it well. Next week, I'll put it up. When I put it up, I'll let you stand and see. You see that many people who are here, they won't be here next week. Because see, why, why can't you be consistent with God? You, you, your job, you go to work every day, even when you have toothache, you are sitting in the office. Even when you, are, you have running stomach, you, 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 you are sitting there. 
even when your ear cannot hear, you are sitting in the meeting. You are hungry. You are fasting. You are sitting there. But the church there, you can wake up and feel like not coming. How can you grow? Do not. Do not. Do not cut yourself off from fellowship. Any man who gets a job, they, they have to call you. Uh, are you not coming to work? What's wrong with you? You are not serious. You are not serious. And you can be offended. I, I'm happy that you, in all things we offend. The truth sometimes offends people. Because that's your nature. It's like you can't be, you see, and I can't, I don't have to speak to you like babes so that oh, you, are, you, you are a child. I shouldn't offend you. Oh, that's the truth. Paul was pampering them. So you some of you, the things, if I say some of the things, you leave the church. Because you are like children. But the truth also is that at the point, some of the hard things must be told so that we change. You, if you finish school, you have finished school six years, you don't have a job. It won't it trouble you? Because one of the signs of maturity is that you are productive. You are also doing something. You are working. So sometimes some people have that mind. So it's like even if their salary is not good, the fact that they have something doing is enough. It's enough. But you see other people who think, oh, it's small money that they are giving us and they, they want us to work from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock. I mean, I can't do this way. A mature person doesn't think that way. Because sometimes as you are doing that one, it will be a door. Maybe in that company, a certain promotion and a certain favor will come. And you see that it will help you to even earn more. Or as you are working, somebody will link you, do this, this. Because sometimes some people when they are employing you, you have sat at home for a long time. They are afraid. Because it, it may be a problem. Yeah. That's why sometimes people ask for years of experience. Because it's like somebody who has a habit of working. It's more consistent. So if you love to work, you have been working since you finished school for 18 years. Well, it doesn't matter what you don't have or what you have, but the habit of being diligent and always desiring to work is a good quality that any employer looks at. It's not how much you were paid. So you see, when you don't learn to be consistent with the Lord, I'm telling you, God also looks at it. Some favors will not come your way because some of you, if they give you a little blessing, you see that Sunday, you are now preparing to go to the beach with your friends. Or you have gone to the club Saturday night. You came home 6 o'clock. And by 10 o'clock, you, you have climbed the hill in your dreams. Yeah, where you are, you can't wake up. The dream has to finish. If the dream doesn't finish, you won't wake up. Some, no, there are some dreams when you get it, you want it to finish. If somebody wakes you up, you'll be angry, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of weight, but we are out of time. So God willing, we'll continue next week. This is our church. Lift up your hands. Stand to your feet, everybody. God help us. Speak to yourself that I want a change. A change for God. For God. Oh, yes, Lord. A change that will help me Jesus. to be consistent and to desire God. 
Because you see, when our lives are devoid of the grace and the mercies of God, we are too exposed to things that shouldn't be present in our lives. We are under influences and authorities that corrupt us. The fact that you have life and you have strength is not a sign that God is with you. But the fact that you are humbled and submitted to God is enough. That's why Jesus said, come that you may have life. Because the thief, he cometh not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. That's the way of the enemy. If we love him, what he gives us is life and we have it more abundantly. I am at peace. I, I have friends who are millionaires, who are this, but it's when you hear their stories and what they are going through, you, you see emptiness. And, 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 and some of them are, are, are depressed, but it's like, Italy. Yeah. The truth about life is having Christ. And this is the life. This is the life. That we have him in our hearts. Lift up your hands, speak to him, thank yes, you. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, Jesus. Yes. Yes. A change. A renewal of mind. A renewal of thoughts. Oh, yes. A renewal of pathways. Relationships. Jesus. A cutting away. Jesus. And a separation. Yes, Lord. Paul. Had friends. He was moving around with. But the day Christ saved him. It was the end. Mm. He chose other people. Mm. How come you say you are a Christian. But your friends don't come to church. They don't humble themselves. How can you walk with the Lord. If you have surrounded yourself with people who are not like minded. You don't have any friend in the church. But you have a lot of friends in the world. Know ye not that love for the world is enmity with God. Jesus. You choose that option. You have separated your heart from the love and the mercy of God. God help us. Yes. To walk worthy of his calling. For he saved us. How come we are saved? What were we saved from? From the corruption of the world. From the lust of the flesh. From the civil passions. From evil associations. That's what we were saved from. I don't know about you. That that's what I was saved from. So how come you are saved? But you are still the same. How come nothing has changed? You have not built new relationships, formed new habits of loving God, studying His word, worshiping Him, praying to Him, seeking His face. How come? Where is the testimony of your salvation? How come is a struggle to be consistent with the Lord? Is a struggle. You said you wanted a job. You've gotten the job. Should you be followed up to come to work? You are not serious. You said you wanted God. How come you should be followed up to come, come to Him? How come? Help us. 
Lift up your hands, speak to him. Set your heart. Confront your weaknesses and the things that are separating you from the love of God. I did this many years ago and I said to myself, I have to change and I walked to the Lord and I prayed to, for, for help and he received me and gave me help and I've never looked back. Never looked back. That grace, that grace, it is sufficient in all things. It gave me new family. It gave me new friends. It gave me a new life. It gave me a new life in Christ. It change into my life and I embrace that change. I'm at peace with myself and with my yes. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid that he will call me. I will give account of my life and I will come boldly before him because I've walked under the grace. Yes. I didn't despise it. I didn't despise it. Let your mind be renewed. Father help us. Help us Lord. We give you glory. We thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every eye closed. Everyone standing. Everyone standing. If you are here this morning, somebody invited you, or you came here on your own, but in your heart, you can see that you are far away from the Lord. And that you have not given yourself to Christ. You are not saved. You are not born again. Or even if you have been saved and born again, there's a struggle. It's been there for years. You are not consistent. You are not truthful. Your mind is not renewed. The struggles in the flesh, they are ever strong in your life. And you submit to those passions. But this morning you want to say, Pastor, help me. I think I want to change. I think I want to walk away from sin, from evil. From things that, that represent iniquity. From selfishness. From greed. From things that, that, that push you away from my life. I can see that you love me. I can see that you have died for me. To give me a better life. You say, Pastor, pray with me. Lift up your hands. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me this morning. Help me. I want to give my life to Christ. Lift up your hand wherever you are. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ this morning. I want to walk to the Lord. I want to make this choice for my life and live a better life in peace. I want to grow spiritually. I want to be strong in the spirit. Yes. Thank you. I can see your hands up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Yes. Be bold. Yes. Lift it up. If you have lifted up your hands, please. Move from where you are. Come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you quickly. I want to pray with you. Come and stand in front of me. Yes. I'm waiting for you. Come. Come and stand in front of me. God bless you. Quickly. I will Thank you. There are some people here. You, you, are, you, are, you are asking questions in your mind. Is it today? Should I do it now? Yes, you should do it now. You should do it now. Yes. You should come. Don't have tomorrow. Don't say I will do it next time. No. Yes. Nobody should move. Stand. Yes. When we are doing water calls, don't move around. Yes. 
Yes, Lord. There is somebody the Lord is speaking to you. You know you have to stand here. You know you have to walk to the Lord. You have to change. You know it is you. Yes. Don't say I'll do it tomorrow. You don't have time. Yes. Yes. Angelique, don't move. Don't move. Nobody should move, please. Don't move. Whatever it is, wait. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Now, those of you here, lift up your hands. This is your prayer. I'm going to lead you to pray. But you have to repeat those words from your heart. So that it will be your prayer. And your life will from henceforth never be the same again. So lift up your two hands if you can. And repeat this prayer after me. And I want everyone in the congregation to also join. And say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I believe in my heart that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to come and love me and die for me and shed his blood to wash my sins. I confess Jesus as my Lord and my personal Savior. And I receive forgiveness of all my sins through the blood that he shed for me. From today, I am born again. From today, I am a child of God because of the blood that has come into me. From today, I belong to you, Lord. Please write my name in the book of life and help me to be faithful until the end. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, listen. I want you to go and sit down. But we, when we close, we are going to close very soon. Immediately we close, I want you to come forward here. Okay? Come forward here. Somebody will speak with you for about five minutes before you go home. Alright? You are blessed. God bless you. Go back and go and sit down. The rest of you, please be seated.